Good morning. Today's scripture is going to be from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. If you would please rise in honor of our reading of God's word. Again, it is chapter 1, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. In the dark blue English pew Bibles, it is on page 992. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age, having been the wife of one husband, and having a reputation for good works, if she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work, but refuse to enroll younger widows, for when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander, for some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened so that it may care for those who are truly widows. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. As I was uh, about uh, ready to go to seminary, I remember my dad, uh, reminding me that uh, we are family. And no matter what might happen, he said that I could depend on my family. I can be assured of support from my family. Even if other friends fail me, this is how family ought to be. You see, we look out for one another. As we um, enter into our studies in 1 Timothy chapter 5, Paul also describes the church as a family. Now, what does the family look like? What is the relationship between family members? The Apostle Paul provides 
direction to Timothy, who is pastoring there in Ephesus, as to how to approach the people under his care. He brings to light four categories of people, namely the older men, the younger men, the older woman, and the younger woman. If you have your Bibles, please turn to 1 Timothy chapter 5. We'll take a look at verses 1 and 2. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as women, and as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. See, within a family, there are times where members need to be corrected. How are we to admonish another family members, particularly the older men? Timothy's mentor, the Apostle Paul, shared how Timothy is not to rebuke the older man harshly. It implies that the older men need corrections also. But how does one correct another is really crucial. I remember when I was 21, I had many opportunities to preach to the youth, and I felt I really did a fabulous job. You know, I, I admire my pastor a whole lot because he had a real shepherding heart. However, his preaching was mediocre. Well, one day, I thought it would be good for me to um, go to his office to correct him and give him a few tips on preaching. Well, I was a proud young man that had a cocky attitude. Uh, how I went about correcting to my pastor was done in a callous manner. Really, instead, I should have done it in a gentle and a respectful way. We see here in verse 1 that we are not to rebuild an older man harshly, but to exhort him as if he is your father. You see, we all make mistakes. We all have blind spots and need others to point them out to us. Too often we might feel uncomfortable in correcting an older man. However, they also need to be pointed in the right direction. What we as older men can do is to give permission for the younger men to correct us. And when they correct us, older men, 
They must do it in a respectful manner, as if they're talking to their father. The ultimate goal is to exhort, or in other words, to build up the other person. You see, we are to treat all fellow believers as family members. As we go on in this verse, we see likewise that we are to treat younger men as brothers. See, as brothers, we're to look out for one another. We're to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And we're to celebrate the joys that others experience and also empathize when they are down. Paul goes on to address the older women as mothers, in a family term. We're to cherish our mothers. Likewise, we are to cherish and respect older women. Value them and be available to serve them. You know, as, as older men and women, may we allow the younger men and women to serve us. Don't rob them of opportunity to serve. Paul closes this section by instructing us to treat younger women as sister. Again, another family term. You see, in the church of Ephesus, uh, there were some sexual improprieties taking place. Therefore, Paul here tells, the, tells his uh, mentee, Timothy, to treat the young ladies with absolute purity. He's to treat the younger women in the church like they are his sisters. You see, these guidelines are to protect the church as well as the leaders. You see, the Bible says that all men shall know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And when we as believers love one another as family members, it is evident that we are disciples of Christ. And one of the highest level of demonstration of love is when we correct one another for the purpose of building up the other person. See, as family members, we're to value one another, honor one another, and to protect one another. When we see a brother in sin, do you look the other way? Do you correct him out of love? When a member needs assistance, are we available to help? Uh, this past week, I, uh, Ellie and I flew back to California to see my brother-in-law, uh, who was diagnosed as having liver cancer. A pen uh, quickly to offer to drive me to the airport once he found out that uh, I needed a rhyme. A little bit over a week ago, Jason Chichi moved, and their small group member 
members gather together to help them move. You know, as family members, we are constantly looking out for one another. As the church, we are to love one another as family. And also at the same time, as the church, we are to also care for those who have no family, particularly the widows. You see, God cares for the needy and the poor. It is clear throughout Scripture. There are many, many passages where it speaks about God as the God to the fatherless, the widows, the poor, and the strangers. I'll just share a couple of verses in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 18 says, He, referring to God, defends the cause of the fatherless and the widows and loves the aliens, giving him food and clothing. And in the New Testament, we see in James chapter 1, verse 27, it says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Paul, in the rest of our passage from verses 3 to 16, gives instruction to the church as to how to minister to the widows. See, back in those days, women are dependent upon their husband to provide for the family. If the, if the husband passes away, it places the widow in a terrible situation because they do not have really proper skills to support themselves. And sometimes we see some of these widows are forced into prostitution. Therefore, we see that the church is to take care of the widows. However, there was some mismanagements of ministering to widows. Therefore, we see Paul give some clear instructions to Timothy as to how to take care of the widows. Let's take a look at verses 3 and 4. Give proper recognition to Timothy. Oh, I'm sorry. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. Here we see Paul distinguishing differences between those that are truly needed widow from those that are not. So as a church, she's not responsible for taking care of all the widows. Church is to take care of those who have no families. She's to honor destitute widows through support. Paul to contracts those that lost their husbands, but also have children 
or grandchildren with those that have no family at all. You see, in, in, God's, fa- in God's economy, the responsibility for supporting a widow first falls upon the family members and not on the church. And definitely not on the government. See, this is the welfare system from God. Family take care of their own first before the church. God makes it clear that caring for family member please the Lord. However, if they do not uphold their responsibility, he denies the faith and is worse than an unbeliever as recorded in verse 8. See, back in those days, it was natural for even unbelievers to take care of their family members. You see, as we as children of God ought to live above the world's standard. When no other family members are present, then the church comes into play. However, we're going to see there are some requirements that must be met before the church take care of the truly needed widows. To be truly needed widows, one does not have any family members to support her. And and then as we look in verse 5, Paul spells out another qualification to be truly needed. Let's take a look in verse 5. The widow who is really in need and left all alone put her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. Here, Paul states that these widows must be dependent on God. These widows put their hope in God. And, and these widows prays regularly. They recognize their needs for the Lord to assist them. They value and trust the Lord. Are there family members that have lost their husband? May family members take the initiative to reach out to them first. When we were studying back in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, the requirements of elders and deacons, uh, there were a lot of wonderful qualities that all of the believers can pursue after, although they might not be elders or deacons. In this, in likewise, we see here there's some wonderful qualities of those that are truly needed widows that we can pursue. May we learn to be dependent on God where we find our hope in Him. May we go to the Lord regularly to pray, trusting that God can do that which we cannot do. 
of this our prayer life. May we develop a habit to go to the Lord during the day as well as during the night with our knees because he's always there for us. As we move on to verse 6, we see Paul contrasts those truly needed widows with those that are not needy. These are the ones that live for pleasure, or more specifically, one that seeks after sensual pleasures. Some commentators um, suggest that these widows gone into prostitution. Their self-seeking desires are contrasts to the truly widows who live godly lives. Therefore, these pleasure seekers must not be placed on the widow list which the church supports. Paul goes on to provide additional guidelines toward the older widows as well as the younger widows, as recorded in verses 9 to 15. Paul is to enlist the older widows for service since they are more spiritually mature and, and also they have extra time. Let us take a look in verses 9 and 10. It reads, No widows may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the saints, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. Here we see some descriptions of those widows that qualify for church support. They must be over 60 of age. They have a good family reputation as well as a good reputation of service. Let's look at the description of the older widows. They have good family reputation. In verse 9, it says they have, they, they have been faithful to their husband. Literally, it means one man, woman. You know, this requirement we heard before, you remember, back in First uh, Timothy 3, 2 and 2, and as well as verse 16, is uh, one of the qualifications for elders and deacons as well. We see that God greatly value marriage. Loyalty to your spouse is critical. In addition, one of the good deeds that's mentioned in this passage is bringing up children well. These older widows were recognized as having good track record of raising their children well. These older widows not only have a good family uh, reputation, but also good service reputation. Not only are they known for raising their children, but also demonstrating hospitality, where she opens up her home to strangers, 
to those that are in need. Also, among the good deeds that uh, were recorded here includes washing the feet of the saints. See, uh, foot washing was reserved for the slaves. But these women are willing to humble themselves serve as servants. In addition, they're willing to help those who are in trouble. The bottom line is that those older widows are selfless and they're willing to serve others. Now again, although these older, although these qualities describing the older widows uh, are uh, recorded here, and we might not be uh, older widows, yet there are some good qualities that we can follow. You know, do we have a good reputation for our family? Do we have a good reputation of good deeds and service? How hospitable are we? Are we willing to open our homes to host uh, small groups? Are we willing to cook a meal? For a new parent? Are we willing to work behind the scene and not be noticed? Are we willing to work and assist in the kitchen? Are we willing to assist those that are in need? Basically, do we have a servant heart? Paul, to I believe indirectly is also stating that uh, there's no retirement as a follower of Christ. Even as we get old, God wants us to look for opportunity to serve. Actually, to, uh, when a person retires from his or her work, a person actually has more time and can be more available to serve the Lord. Paul encourages Timothy to enlist older widows for service. Paul also contrasts the older widows with the younger widows by charging Timothy to encourage the younger widows to get married. Paul's advising the younger pastor not to put younger widows to the list. And one of the reasons because their sensual desire are very strong. Therefore, it is better for them to get married than to fall into sexual temptation. In addition, we find these younger women would be tempted to be idle with all of their extra time. They must Avoid laziness and abhor gossiping. Let's take a look in verses 11 to 14. It says, As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list. For when their sensual desire overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. Not only do they 
become idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things they ought not to. So I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity of slander. Instead of being idle, we're to be looking for opportunity to serve the Lord. A couple of months ago, there was an older woman that approached me, and she wanted to share a vision that God's given to her. She feels that the pastoral staff has a really heavy load to take care of the church. And she would like to rally a group of uh, senior members to pray for the pastors and the pastoral team every day. I was really touched by her care for us. Each week, uh, each of our staff submit two prayer requests, which we uh, sent to these seven ladies to pray for us. And during the past couple of months, I particularly personally sense more of God's presence. I believe it's because these members committed themselves to pray regularly for us. As we look at the final verse in verse 16, we see that Paul concludes by saying that the Christian families have the primary responsibility to take care of any widows in their extended family. And those that do not have families will be cared for by the church. The church is not to give indiscriminate handouts. There are requirements that these widows must meet before the church will support them. They must demonstrate true need along with spiritual maturity and service. As spiritual family members within the church, we are to love one another as family, as well as care for those that do not have family, and particularly the widows. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Lord, you've called us uh, to represent you as a church. We've been studying um, in First Timothy, uh, right in order church. That also include our relationship with one another. And we are to be like a family. And as family members, we are to look out for one another, Lord. We are to love one another. And one of the greatest demonstration of love is for us to correct one another in a proper manner, in a respectful manner.
and we to build up one another. Father, uh, may we our love one another, uh, look out for one another, care for one another around us. And Father, you spend a lot of time um, giving instructions to care for the widows. We know that you have a heart for those that are in need. Father, to give us compassion for those that are in need, particularly those that are, uh, that are widows. You also give various uh, qualifications for widows before the church to support them, Lord. We're to be good stewards of all that you're giving to us. And Father, to, there's some wonderful qualities that we can learn from these older qualifying widows. Uh, Father, teach us to learn to depend upon you and to regularly pray trusting in you. Father, teach us, teach us to go before you always. May we develop a reputation, a good reputation of our family, as well as a good reputation of service for you. We represent you well, Lord. Father, May we as a family love one another. And as we do so, others will see something different about your people. They'll be curious. They want to know more about you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.